Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean This is Ira Glass with NPR's Perfect Count and Edition Wow, I really hope that this doesn't make it Nah, it's making it into the show I hope everybody fell asleep To the Ira Glass impersonation? It's Yes Oh, there's a there's a mic squeak sound too, because NPR only works with the best quality of equipment. This is NPR. Did you ah! is it like mandatory to have absolute perfect enunciation on all of your words? They're a bit pretentious, so yeah. <laughs> this is so fitting. I don't know why Mitch listens to NPR because he is not. He does. At all. Hell yeah, that's like all he I, listens to. I did not know this about Mitch. I love NPR. It's literally all I listen to every morning on the drive to work and from home. Man. Home from work. That it's, sounds like a nightmare. I love it, man. I love talk radio. That's why I love. I got into podcasts too because I found NPR isn't talk radio all day. Uh, especially like when I lived in Bloomington, there was always. Huge chunks of time where they play classical music. And that's fine, but damn it, I wanted the somber voice of somebody speaking to me. So I got into podcasts and here we are. Absolutely, man. I would, though, I would much rather just listen to a podcast than anything else in this world. Like, mm-hmm. more so than music. Actually, sometimes I'm in the mood for like some music. Like, if I'm walking around a grocery store and I want to listen to something angry, <laughs> so it like matches my resting bitch face. So I feel all, <laughs> all big and tough while I'm peering at like hair dyes and scrunchies for my hair. Uh huh. It's, it's weird. I'm like, I, it makes me feel better about me. But you know what? The rest of the time, podcasts. Like, I found some new board game podcasts. I'm like, this is great. There's literally a podcast for everything, just like there's a Reddit for everything. If you've got a niche interest, there's two guys talking into a microphone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are better than others. It's like when As I was always. looking for the board game podcast, you know, this is for the drive to... DC, uh, we pulled up a couple of, you know, different board game podcasts because you've got to listen to see if their voices make sense, if they're funny. Like, I don't know. I'm sure people have turned us on and we're like, they are not for me. And you know what? They're dumb and they're stupid, Mm -hmm. but that's fair. True, man. Uh, I don't blame anybody that doesn't like me because uh, I don't like me, so... Hey. hey. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. That's that's your end of week optimism for you. Yeah, that's how we kick off the weekend, because everybody's working for it. Working towards it, right? Well, it's working Is for it? it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I'm working towards it always. Like, get me the fuck to the weekend, man. Don't uh, You don't work weekends, do you? Not typically. Sometimes I do. Um, sometimes I do, and I'm not going to really bitch about it. I'm, you know, afforded basically like an eight to four Monday through Friday. So if I have to work the occasional night, like late day shift or like a weekend day, I'm not going to cry about it. Well, I'm going to cry about it. <laughs> like I'm going to bitch about it, but like deep down, I don't really care, you know, cause you, you you're re- working like 13 hour days and sometimes work straight through the weekend. Like, yeah, I will be this weekend. That's the way it works sometimes, bruh. 
Yo, that's fuck adult that decision noise. stuff. Eh. I'm in the same boat. Like, what do I got to do? Fuck it, man. D- Dude, if they would, if they wanted to double the amount of money that I was making, I would work whenever they wanted. But right. at this point, I'm like, fuck that. I will, <laughs> I will make it so people I work around aren't miserable, and I will help out. But I am not working whenever the company's man wants me to work. Man, yeah, right. I'm not part of that system, bro. No way, man. I'm not and a also- cog in your machine. Oh wait. Hey, relevance. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to tie in later. Maybe. The, um, like, three people that watch this movie that we're going to talk about today are going to get that. Mm-hmm. But also, folks, look at the title screen of this. Kill list. We're going to be talking about it later. It, it's This is the movie you want to go into blind. Like, go into this movie blind. We'll get Yeah. There. I also guarantee nobody that listens to this show has seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I had never even heard of it until I uh told I you didn't that I wanted to talk about it. Either. How did this come up? It came up on a list of Okay, I've already told everybody if you want to watch this, go watch it. Uh it came up on a list of it was like top 15 movies that sw- switched tones or genres like halfway through the movie. I'm like, I like that idea. I've never heard of this movie. And like the little paragraph that I read about it said it was actually a pretty good movie. I'm like, all right, sold. I'm not going to look any more into this. I'll have Kyle watch it. We'll talk about it. Uh, And I'll leave it at that. Well, all right. That explains my question about how you stumbled upon it. Because I am even a fan of British film, as I discussed with my love of foreign accents. Yeah. Uh, never heard of this movie. It's uh, understandably quite low budget. Um, but before we get into the kill list, Sean, I want to hear about your list and your grade school field trip Whoa. to Washington, D.C. Okay. So I thought that was going to go in a much different direction. And I was <laughs> like, that's how the FBI knocks on my door like tomorrow. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. No. Pull the no. fucking plug. But I do want to note, like, for real, uh, D.C., what what inspired the trip to D.C. over the weekend? Um, the fact that, okay, you've seen probably The Santa Claus, right? The San- Oh, the movie The Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that scene in the movie where he shaves and then uh, it all just grows back really mm-hmm. quick and this big, thick, white thing? And people use that for memes and in GIFs to be like, when I'm working with somebody and my coworker says, what's a VCR? You know, those things. Implying, I feel old. Sure, well, sure. I went from in our friend group, well, also you, uh, being one of the very few people that doesn't have kids, you know, to mm-hmm. being in a relationship where there's a 17-year-old who's looking at colleges. <laughs> okay, okay. So it was a trip down there to look at a school and it was just kind of, you know, that was on Friday and then we were there until like mid Sunday and came back. So So you guys made a trip of it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because it's it's like a six hour drive down, which isn't that it's not that much. Not the worst. It's it's a it's a commitment, but you can do it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a commitment. It's, I mean, we left, I worked. We left at like five, got there at a little after 11 o'clock at night. Okay. Just kind of relaxed on Thursday night. Uh, woke up the next day. Oh, funny story. Okay. I haven't told anybody this. I haven't shared this with anybody. So actually, you're going to be the first. And then the people who listen are going to be the next people that hear about this. Because is today Thursday? Yeah, today's Thursday. Today is so, yeah. Day. Yeah, you guys are. Ooh, I like your shirt. Anyways. um, What the? Yeah. That experience grind shirt is so tight. Uh, I'm getting redesigned, but. Nice. Anyways, uh, we woke up on Friday morning to see that the car was missing. The car was missing. So she had booked an Airbnb and it was like in this, you know, apartment in this big apartment complex. So somebody like owns that apartment and rents it out to people that has its own dedicated parking space. Now, what this person neglected to do was leave anywhere a visitor parking thing. So we parked in the spot that we were told to park in, and we figured, hey, they'll probably pass the car information along. Well, unfortunately, that's not how that works. And we found that out the next day when we're like, we walked out and just emotions immediately all over Sarah's face. And you know me, dude. I'm just like, a, well, we'll fucking figure it out. Like it's Exactly. You know, call this place in my head, in her head, she was like, the car was stolen. You know, it's yeah. a 2023, the car's stolen. And I'm like, there's no glass anywhere. And, I'll, you know, it's it's probably a tow thing. They towed the car. Because you are, so, you know, that's where I would go, because you're also in an apartment complex. It makes sense. Rationality. Exactly. With, you know, reserved whatever. And so, you know, we calmly figured this out. Uh Funny thing, the person who was renting out the Airbnb to us goes, oh, I'm sending somebody over, you know, a couple minutes later, they're outside, they're going to take you to the car, right? Once they figured all this stuff out. So we get in the car and this guy hands back, he goes, oh, Mr. Patrick says this might be useful to you. And it's a, a visitor parking pass, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's kind of funny. It would have been nice. And I just looked at Sarah and I'm like, how much you want to bet this dude that he sent to pick us up is actually just the guy. So we get to the garage where it got towed to and the dude gets in there and pays and the guy just full on calls him by the name of the person. Ah, you figured it, it out. Oh yeah. I called it right in the car and he pretended the whole time that it wasn't him. It was That's so hilarious. funny. And, you know, admittedly it did not start a very good trip for her. Um, and I'm a little bit, you know, like I said, you know me, I'm a little bit more relaxed when it comes to that Mm -hmm. stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. Um, so it it was a pretty rough day for her. Uh, and then it was St. Patrick's day and she didn't realize that was St. Patrick's day. So our dinner plans in DC, like in the busy part of DC were almost ruined because we drove for an hour and a half trying to find a parking spot oh, because man. the streets were mobbed with people out with drinking. People. Yeah, yep. yeah. Damn, dude. So that was a stressful day, but it only got better. Saturday, well, yeah. we hit up this awesome board game cafe, checked out, you know, the National Mall because I don't think she hadn't done that. And I've done that a handful of times. So I got to show... Um, Actually, we just kind of wandered around. We went to like the botanical gardens and then kind of wandered around. And it was the beginning of cherry blossom season. So it was gorgeous, beautiful day. 
And then we hit the same exact board game cafe the next day before we left because uh, it was so awesome the first time. Like the place was full of games. And then we hit a game shop on the way out to see if they had anything cool. Did uh, they? No, nah, I mean, yeah. Nah. But okay. If you own, listeners, listeners, if you own, you probably don't, but if you own a game shop, uh-huh. for the love of fucking God, if yeah. you have a front display, like, you know, if the whole front of your place is, you know, tall glass, whatever, for the love of God, don't put like games there. Like they were selling full price games that were completely sun bleached. Yeah. Yep. And I was and I'm looking at this like you're charging full price for this game that this is essentially a damaged box. I consider this a damaged box. Mm-hmm. The uh, comic book store in Bloomington would do a similar thing. They had all their action figures in the front window and they were all fucking bleached out. And I was like, well, I don't want to buy any of these because don't do it. What yeah. are you doing? Or at least like I wanted rotate to... them. But I that... wanted to go. Ugh. Yeah, that requires work, man. And. If you listen to the radio nowadays, nobody wants to work. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the guy was super nice, but also not very knowledgeable. They yeah. had a, a pretty base array of games. Um, they had Bloodborne expansions and Doug, uh, Dark Souls expansions, but they didn't have the actual games, which was kind of a Weird. bummer. And also, yeah. I was looking to see if they had any of the new Final Girl games, which is... Uh, the solo game that Sarah's super into. And he's like, oh, what's Final Girl? Somebody else called about that either yesterday or today. Was that you guys? And I'm like, man, how do you not know about this? It's it's on <clears throat> so many people's list of in the top three games of the last year. Yeah, that's... Like, come that exact, on, bro. That exact guy is how I feel how... I would go if I opened a business, I would just be clueless about what was going on for real <laughs> and just like lose it within a year and just, yeah, it was, there's Good a comic Lord. book store out here that's closed now. And I went in to like, check them out and they had like the fucking comic books on like wire shelving racks. So like they weren't like, Oh no. Flat. Oh dude. And like every single fucking comic they had, had like the, they had all of them. Oh, every, and I was like, Nope. On. This is lit. Not buying a single one of these. I was like, why would you do this, dude? Why would you fucking do this? You don't even place it there for a second. I'm not even a comic book guy. And that's not really either. And I still was like, dude, no, what are you doing? Every single fucking issue, even like graphic novels. And they were worse because they're heavier. It's like, dude, I'm not going to buy any of this. Yeah. So I, I, I wish them best in their future endeavors. Uh, <laughs> you're fired fuck yeah i cannot say enough don't do that don't no. put stuff like that in the windows don't ruin the integrity like you should know better you're a geek store yeah geeks fuck. don't know shit though man Apparently. did you go to the uh did you go to the lincoln monument uh yeah we walked the entire mall which I is, saw you like in front of the Washington one one, and I know Lincoln's close to that, right? Yeah, Washington. You basically have the reflecting pond between uh, Washington, Washington and, and Lincoln. Lincoln, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's about where we ended. We went from uh, Lincoln to the Tidal Basin because that's like where all the cherry blossom trees are, or mm-hmm. around that. So mm-hmm. you can see uh, Jefferson in the background. 
But yeah, Lincoln's Lincoln's a dope one. That one was packed. But yeah, it's like it's like an eight and a half mile walk around the whole mall. That's, so we did that. Okay. And my hip's still recovering. <laughs> I'm old, man. Oh yeah, and you snowboard too, so that, that ain't helping you none. Snowboard, I'm achy from skateboarding. I'm thirty five, man. I, I'm I'm too young to be complaining about this shit, but I'm too nah. old for this shit. It catches up to you, bro. I look forward to seeing you on the golf course in a couple of years, Shawnee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. Mitch is like probably praying for that. It'd be awesome. Uh, I wouldn't hit hit today. I didn't play. I played earlier this week. Yeah. Did you go on Saturday? It was a fucking gorgeous day on Saturday. I think I went Friday. I played Friday morning. Oh, did you? Because I was off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I played Friday. I went and hit some today. I played like shit Friday. So uh, I crushed it today. Just want to say I looked fucking great. I don't know why I can't do it on the course. Ah, it's that added fuck? pressure, man. <laughs> it's that pressure. It's bullshit, man. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Why are you going to do what, eh. what can you do, man? What are you going to do, eh? You do? Eh. Yo, it's, well, yeah, it's almost golf season for you, homie. Yeah, I've uh, been playing some early ones. Season. Yeah, it is pretty much. But uh, me and my buddy that I play with, we have a uh, friendly rivalry. We have a little season between April and October each year. So, Okay, the off-season season? The off-season is about to end. Uh, April's about to be opening season. So that, that we, we keep track of every game and like every stroke and see who wins overall throughout. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Nice. Are, are you in the lead? I won last year, which is the first year we did it. So, yeah, I'm in the lead right now. <laughs> Yo, fuck that guy. Yeah. Although, uh, in, get our, good. in our preseason rounds, uh, I've also been in the lead. But he, like I said, he beat the shit out of me Friday. I played like absolute garbage. So, mm-hmm. what are you going to do, eh? I need to go whack a guy, off a guy, whack off a guy. <laughs> yeah. I was going to make a Nancy Kerrigan joke that literally like, <laughs> none of the younger listeners will get. So. It's sad things, man. They won't, yeah. though. Big beard. Big Santa Claus beard. <laughs> just just say it. Big beard. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I do not. I would still want to. I, I. It seems like it'd be perfect for me. Dude, you it's would just, love the shit out of Ted Lasso. It's just really, it's getting to Apple TV, which is... I'll give you my login. I don't care. Can I log in via the internet? Just like... AppleTV.com, or do I have to... Just put it on your PlayStation. Download Apple TV. Well, yeah, but I would... Dude, you uh, get a free six months with your with your PlayStation. I know you keep... But I the thing, I have to move my PlayStation downstairs, because that'd be a show that I feel Mandy would like, too, so... Um... I wonder if I can Yeah, do I don't online. know what you have on your TV, but... I know uh, that's an I'll app on a lot of things. I'll see if it's got an app. I'll check. I appreciate it, buddy. I will... If it's there... I will take you up on that offer because I do think Ted Lasso seems the absolute most positive thing. I did love the uh, big stir it caused this week because they went to visit the White House, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, a good Everybody thing, you know, up. promoting mental health. And uh, I just yeah. love when certain people's jimmies get rustled by the nicest fucking gestures. So. And this is the most wholesome fucking mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is like. How can you even complain about anything related to this? Well, I imagine you can, because people are oh, fucking yeah. dumb. Uh-huh. 
They all are, but, man. They really are. But I dude, hate there them was all. a scene in this week's episode. This is not a spoiler, anybody. Don't fucking have meltdown here. But there was a scene where he tells somebody to go up to his apartment and get a certain CD out of his drawer. And this kid, this person he told, is like, I don't know, he's like 18 or 19. And he's like, what's a CD? <laughs> and he just he just has this reaction. And I'm like, man, I feel that reaction in my soul. And uh-huh. I don't know what that says. I think I just read too. Either 2022 or the first quarter of 2023. One of those two. Uh, vinyl outsold CDs for the first time in like 35, 40 years. I believe it. Who? Uh-huh. Who okay. is buying have, CDs, dude? I have not bought a CD in forever. I am generally, genuinely curious. Folks, listeners to this show. We usually do this at the end of the show, Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make a rare change right now. Our social medias, we've got Kyle at EXP Grind Podcast on Twitter. Whoop, You've whoop. got sh- me, Sean, at Sean NT, S H A U N N T on Twitter. Yep, yep. You can go on Facebook and ex- uh, search out Experience Grind. It's the one with the gear. Click there, Can't find miss it. the show post for this episode. Either tweet at us or Go to Facebook and click on the show post for this and let us know. Do you buy CDs? Have you bought CDs in the last couple of years? I like I am not even ragging on anybody. I am genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know a new CD purchase because I was going to add, I have bought a lot of CDs lately, but it's because I go to flea markets and I look for like cool shit for like, 25 cents, dude. I bought the Cranberry CD that I fucking loved for 50 cents, bro. That CD okay, rocks. That's dope. That's and that's different. cool. That's it, And that's what I'm saying. That That is different. I want to hear about a new purchase. Did you buy the new Taylor Swift CD, Millennial? Like, did you go to Wally World or Target and mm-hmm. buy like four and get $5 off? Like, that's a thing. I know that if I'm at Target and I'm going through the electronics aisle, because come on, everybody does. I you do. always go if there for dork, one you're just Dude, gonna you give a pass through. One thing. Yep. yep. It's a just a quick, quick peek. Do they have PS5s? I already have one. Why do mm-hmm. I care? Do they have PS5s? Do they have the new Xbox? What games are on what the clearance rack? Exactly. There we go. Is there exactly. something new? Is there something rare? I used to do that. You don't find as many now, man. That's the, one of the bad things. But I did find my uh, my pink PS5 controller there for uh, thirty bucks off because the box was hella damaged, and I wanted the pink one anyways because you know me, I love pink. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. 30 bucks off, dude. What, mm. you, again, because I just did the walk-by, because you're in, I'm in the store. Hey, I'm here. Oh. I'm going to check it out. What's this? The fucking controller I want? Oh, if I hadn't done the walk-by, guess what? Dude, we were at Target the other day for, I don't even know why we were there, but, oh, I had to get a shirt for something that we had to rush to, and I'm like, well, you know we're <laughs> going to check out the board game section real quick, so we did. And mm-hmm. then we did a quick pull-through on the video game section, and I peeped out the vinyls that were at the end of the music section because I don't care about CDs. But if there's like a limited edition vinyl, I, I still probably won't get it, but I could be swayed to get it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my favorite band, as I said, I don't know if we said it off air, but I told you my favorite band is Canadian. And uh, every yeah. 
every release that they've put out, you know, I do have them on CD, but yeah. um, not the most free, l- recent ones. They've put out vinyls, and I've gotten the vinyls. And what's cool, and almost every band does this, when they put out a vinyl, you also you get, get like a digital code to the whole fucking yep. CD too. And you know what? Yeah, I said CD, but the whole fucking album. Yeah, and that's that's just dope. been great. Again, I have not bought CDs forever. And I will say vinyls aren't cheap. Vinyls mm-hmm. are typically more, way more expensive. Not wait, uh, typically what ten, fifteen dollars more expensive about, than yeah, a CD. Average, I'd say ten bucks is fair. Ten bucks more. I'd say a so vinyl's like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's about what I see it. Thirty, thirty-five max, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's like a specialty, whatever. But. Like, what's nice is what you just said. You, you're not just getting a vinyl, but you also have a copy that you can bring anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you have mm-hmm. a you have a copy for your turntable and a copy for the car. Like, you get so much more than you get with a CD. I don't, I don't know how we just went down this rabbit hole, but I'm here for it. I love it. It's, it's millennial talk, everybody. Get on yeah. board. Get on board. What's your thoughts on avocado toast, Sean? I like uh, it. I'm not a big fan of no. uh, avocado to begin with. Okay, I'm not so either, I but I bad. do like avocado toast. I'm with you. I really don't like it in Mexican food. Hot take. That's the only place I do like it. Like That's if fair. I'm gonna get a taco, I don't mind it in there because to me, avocado is flavorless texture. Kind and of. So yes. It needs to have a time and a place, and I'm not just gonna put it on everything random like I see people doing. Yeah. Though I have had. Uh, like guacamole on toast with like marinated beets on it. And it's so mm-hmm. fucking good, yep. but also makes me sound 90. So <laughs> at work, I gave an old lady a sample of the beet and it literally looked like she had an orgasm standing in front of me. And usually I'll I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> usually I'd feel uncomfortable at that moment. I was like, hmm, I'm glad I could do that for you. Way to go. Given and somewhere. Sarah's like, hmm, must be nice. <laughs> Buzzing, <laughs> Sean with the self. I love it. Uh, all right. Hey, fuck it. Hard transition. How about this movie, Shawnee boy? Yo, how about this movie? I'm uh, I'm gonna come out the gate right off the bat. Really like this a whole lot more than I expected to. Same. Yeah, I am very surprised with the kill. If you look up kill list. Surprisingly, it's not about a bunch of psychopaths. Uh, when you type that into the Googles, um, it brings up an image that is a little confusing. If you it don't is know a what's very, it's not a good poster. Terrible it's an poster. Awful poster. Yeah. And uh-huh. when you finish the movie, you realize it's kind of a spoiler, which yeah. is weird yeah. considering this is a movie where it's like going blind. Yeah. Um, I like it's, this movie a whole lot more than I thought I was going to, and it gave me anxiety the whole time it really does a good job of that it does make you feel intense a lot of times and i think a lot of that is with the confusing way that it's told it doesn't give you really a lot of you're kind of always confused there's no background you're very confused left almost as confused as the main characters which is nice and uh Mm -hmm. it it just makes you feel uneasy and then like of course once we start getting into like some of the shit it's like oh okay so uh, it, it never, 
I enjoy a lot of the times I enjoy a movie that's not going to sit here and give you a bunch of exposition that's unnecessary. Um, and this movie gives you zero exposition. It just kind of throws you into the day of the life of Jay and his uh, wife, whose name is escaping me for a shell second. shell Jay and shell their son, Sam. They're fighting over. He hasn't worked in eight months. Um, they're, they're like broke. they're on the verge of bankruptcy. They're broke. Uh, Sam, their son, has no idea where they're fighting because he's just you know he's like eight years old or something. And you know you really see this family dynamic struggling. You can tell that she's kind of they were kind of well to do. You don't exactly know what she does at the beginning. You don't know what he did. Maybe he was a tradesman. He hurt his back. Is it all? She says it's all in his head. There's he talks about electronics and sales a lot. Yeah, but he's he, very he's vague compulsive. Yeah, he's very compulsive when it comes to like, which I think says a lot to his character and something we'll talk about later. He's very compulsive. He's very prone to you know, he tends to zone out a lot to blanket kind of some of the more ragey emotions that he has that you see spur up every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also is kind of prone to having a little bit of rage issues, but then they have friends over. It kind of is leaked out that, wait, did he just say that they're going on some hits? Wait, is this guy like a hitman? Like Kiev, he had a mission in Kiev where the soldiers, it's a lot of you trying to piece this stuff together until it really the snow the snowball really gets rolling and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. I think uh, overall, really, I I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, I just think it kind of suffers from a bit of a Stephen King syndrome where like the ending just doesn't really land. It doesn't know where it's gonna go. I feel and I I kind of like it, but it's also it keeps it a little too vague for my taste. Uh, I would have liked a little explanation, but I guess it in world it would make sense that like you would really have no idea why a crazy cult is doing these things. You're not privy to that. They don't give a shit. <laughs> can, just... can we stick a pen in this and come yeah. back to this after? Yeah, because there is there are th- some things that I read that when I read them, I was like, holy shit, how did I not put that together? Because there are a lot of hints throughout this movie of not necessarily what's to come, but what the ending actually means. Okay. Now, listeners, we said it's like a movie that turns from one thing to another. This isn't a movie that turns from like some family in despair into a hitman movie. That's not the change that happens. This changes the story of this family who she's actually like a, a female hitman kind of thing. Not really. She's like a, she's a finder. She, she like sets up the jobs kind of, I think. Yeah, she, it was. That's my impression. But she was also in the forces as well. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, the dudes don't just have all the fun. So she's trained, you know, and so she's she's more disciplined than Jay is. Jay is very violent and not very in control of the things that he does. So they, you got Gail, his best friend and Jay pick up this mission to kill three people. And it's basically this until it's midsummer. (laughs) Yes. There's very (laughs) midsummer slash hereditary vibes in this flick. (laughs) 
And it comes out of nowhere in like mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes of this movie. Just and I about, even yeah. pause the movie. I'm like, how much time is left in this? Like, uh-huh. you're, you're dumping this on me now? Like, there, there's little hints of some ugliness bubbling under the surface. And then our and two the buddies. cultish stuff. Yeah. Then our two buddies go camping. And then they're disturbed in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then, then, yeah, everything kind of just goes uh, wackadoo from there. And there are there are things that I think could point towards like cultish things happening. Like you have Gal, like I referred to earlier, they had a couple of friends come over for dinner and things spiral even more. But the friends are Gal, you know, his hitman buddy who he served with in some, you know, Kiev war or whatever. And his Gal friend, Fiona. Now, she randomly at some point picks up his bloody tissue that he had when Sam scares Jay while he's shaving and just out it. It's like one of those nothing happening things that then ties into something and then it doesn't, whatever. And then she carves a symbol onto the back of their mirror and you're like, yeah. wow, that's weird. Very until weird. It, until you see the symbol later on another folder mm-hmm. and you know you have this guy that hired them to do these hits who then does this weird hand slicing you know, blood oath kind of thing with them. That's so weird. And you know, that would not happen in these worlds at all. So at the end, when you think back, you're like, wow, I guess we could have seen the bread, the breadcrumbs leading to this being some weird, maybe not cult, but cult, you know, some weird faculty thing. And also the MP building, his building, whatever. There's a lot of things that tie together that, I think in repeat viewing, you would see all of the pieces lining up before they all tumble over. I don't know, man. I I really enjoyed this movie. Sorry, I, I, I just got on a ramble. I got a. I did start to get a really bad feeling when the guy did the blood oath thing. I was like, well, this isn't going to be good. No, but uh, I don't know. Like that was a gruesome effect. It was very a very gruesome effect. That and the the hand of the librarian. Oh, I didn't watch. <laughs> Did you not? I didn't okay. watch. It was, oh God, no, dude! It was as soon brutal, as he, dude. as soon as he blew out the librarian's knee with like fourteen shots of the hammer, guys, this is a brutal movie in in spots, like brutal. Like when he gets his hand sliced and he's washing it out, yeah. it looks so realistic how the blood just kind of kept seeping out mm-hmm. under the water. That was such an awesome effect. But yeah, when he blew out the dude's knee. And then I saw what was going to happen to the hand. I was like, nope, I'm not watching. That is I can listen to that, but I'm not watching that. And the whole time he's just saying, thank you. Oh, it's so creepy. It is very well done. You- yeah. Oh. That was like, uh, I think the writer's idea. She was there. I think, or maybe it was the shell chick. One of them was like, it would be a lot creepier if the guy was like asking for it the whole time. And he's mm. and. So it definitely was, man. It worked really well. That was an effective thing. I don't understand put... the significance of it, though. That's okay. So I understand. I think I understand. I think everybody that he was set to kill, all three people or the two people that they actually killed before Jay just lost control of his faculties, were all part of the cult. I believe everybody that they killed was a part of the cult and they realized they knew that he was the one that was being sent to do these missions and they knew 
that at the end of the day, he was going to end up as this, whatever figure he is at the end, whether it be like the king or the released one or whatever, and they were just glad to be a part of this. Um, it's like the guy who's leading the thing when they're camping, who he is leading this, um, the lady hangs herself. He offers up to be shot and he gets shot. And it's almost like in that thank you thing as well. And the priest who looks grateful to be being killed by him. They he also all says just, thank you. The, the priest says it too. And there is something that the contract person who signs them says, which I think is important. I'm just putting this together now that they are nothing more than cogs. And I believe mm -hmm. that all of the people that they killed realize the fact that they are cogs and accept it and realize their place in the workings of what's going on here. And they accept it and they're just grateful to be a part of it. Whereas I don't think that Jay accepts it until the end of the movie when he is free of the burdens of everything that's keeping him from being the violent psychopath that he is. That's a good point. The only people that are keeping him from being actually unhinged, because I think everything that happened in Kiev that they keep referring to is he lost control and did some surely heinous things there. And you can see through, you know, when they find the librarian, the librarian has this and he's like, who, who filmed it? And he absolutely destroys a man's face against mm -hmm. a wall. Like that was gross. I also gross. like the callback there. They, uh, his putty gal was asking, he's like, what if, it, what if the bloke's got a dog? He's like, a dog's, you can get 10 for a penny. So yeah. he killed the and dog. Then later, and then later on when he breaks in and he starts killing all the people making these movies, if, if the first thing you see is he shot the dog on the floor. Cause again, he doesn't yep. fucking care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Gal's the one that's put together and is holding the two of them together as much as he can. But you see Jay, slowly becoming more and more and more unraveled as he's allowed to do these violent things. And his family, you, you can see at the beginning of the movie how sedated it is, and maybe he's not working or taking these jobs because he knows if he does it, he can't control himself. And, and he realizes once he's doing that, he doesn't care. So he's doing this maybe not because he's lazy, but because he knows that if he does this, it's not going to be good for his family. So, yeah, that that was like both kind of a through line that I want, was observing through this movie. His him slowly losing control, but then, as I just read it, a, a very short analysis of the end of the movie, in that they are celebrating his release in being free to be him, because. Okay. He spoilers kills his wife and his kid. He doesn't realize it, but he does. And I think the wife always knew that this was going to happen because of her laughter as she died. <laughs> that was also a weird, like it could be either that, or it could be like, she can't believe it really came to this. And although, but I yeah. feel like, no, he was wearing a mask at that point. She didn't know who yes. she was fighting either. But, uh, but I would imagine that she did know who he was fighting because I knew at, during that scene, I was like, this has got to be the wife. I don't get the hunchback thing, which it did surprise me when it was really? the son strapped to her back. I was shocked. As of. soon as the fight started, I knew exactly what it was because I immediately thought of that picture that I sent you of. Yeah. 
a Dark Souls boss, one of the most famous ones, called Pinwheel, which all that, the first picture is how it looks in the game. It's like this weird-looking tall figure with three bronze masks on, and it's got six extremities sticking out of it. And, like, when you fight it, it's super easy. You don't, it's not even really a boss, but it has, like, a name and a, a life bar. But it, it hardly ever attacks. It's very awkward. And, like, it drops one of the three masks. And you have to usually play three cycles to get all three, but I think you only want... Uh, but the masks are also called the father, the mother, and the child. And it's so fucking weird, because then somebody did, like, this wow. x-ray drawing of, like, the way that the, the cloak forms over it. And it and the fact that it has six arms, it's almost like the mother, the father, and the child are all stacked together on there. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be, this is like the pinwheel. And I was totally right. It was the child hanging on, like, the mom, like, in a, on the back style. And that's what gives her the hunchback, because she's also has a sheet over her, right? Yes. Um, okay, pin right here. I, I believe she wouldn't recognize him, because he has a bandage on his hand the entire movie. It's yeah. very clear that it's him in the wedding ring, and I'm sure she would know his body. There, There's no doubt in my mind that she knows it's him. Um, but also, you said Dark Souls, this character, the pinwheel? Uh-huh. That's gotta be based on something, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Generally not. Dark Souls was before this movie, though. This was movie was 2011. I think Dark Souls is 2009. No, I mean the that character, because maybe it, it may be drawing, it may be drawing inspiration. Both of them might be drawing inspiration from the same exact thing, because this is the mother, the father, and the child yeah. in this one scene. And I think it's it's I don't know if it's... but the father's separated. Yeah. Oh, I guess they both were 2011. Um. Yeah, but the father is separate. I I don't know if it's it's based on any. I like I've read lore of it, and I've. It's not like some famous, uh, like, I think it's just general. Like you know, the family unit. It's supposed to be the most trusting thing, but when one of them or all of them are betrayed, it's. uh, I don't know, man. It's. it's I'm gonna deep dive the shit out of this. Pin was a cool boss, though. I'm looking at it now, too. Nice. Uh, yeah, huh. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought everybody actually was really well done, too. Uh, I know that this movie was written with uh, the two main leads in mind, like those two actors. And okay, they fucking both nailed it. I really enjoyed Michael Smiley as Gal. He was an enjoyable yep. character. He was incredible. Ben Crompton as Justin, the guitar wielding in the restaurant, God loving oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, that scene, like that's your first that's your first view into really how like not in control of Jay is of his emotions and his temper. Because like they're trying to stay like discreet and like undercover. And Jay just makes this humongous scene in the middle of a restaurant because some dude's playing a guitar to his church group and is <laughs> fucking brutal about it. I totally like, 100% agreed with Jay in that point, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. But you're doing a dog shit job of staying undercover and being discreet, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Well, yeah, but. Dear Lord. Fuck that but guy. But then you still. got Gail immediately like, eh, 
Sorry about my friend, you know? Say a prayer to the big guy for us. Hey, get them some double OJs over at the it's table. It's so fucking silly us. and cute. Ugh. It's like, get them Man. some double OJs. Because, of course, they're they're religious people. They're not going to be drinking. Yeah. It was good shit, man. man. This was a... This was surprising, a man. Movie. It was surprising. I liked Fiona. Dude, again, the awkwardness levels, uh, the fact that there's, like, the people that are marching through the woods and that are chasing them, half of them are just fully butt naked. Fully nude. Just dong everywhere. Boobies galore. Just not... It was very uncomfortable. And, like... When they're chasing them and screaming at them and like, that's, I also, is there a supernatural element to this? There kind of is underneath. I don't know if it is. Mm -hmm. Because the people also scream all weird. I I think it's like, who are those people? Mm -hmm. You know, how were they initiated? You know, I think that's a big mystery behind that. Are they people that have been free of their previous things? Are is it a group of people who are just inherently v- allowed to just be violent and lose control like he was when I'll, given the opportunity? I don't know. Yeah, I liked it when they're scoping out the place and the Jay's like, "That's too much house for one person," and it's like, yeah. "Oh, well, yeah," because not one person's living there. All these fucking psychos are living in there and probably doing weird yeah. culty shit all day every day. It's also like they're very verbose as human, you know, in this human form. But as soon as even at the end of the movie, when you have Jay and uh, and what's her name getting the wicker masks put over their face, all you hear from that point are these screeches and moans and grunts and stuff like that. The second those masks go on, there's no talking. Could he have been like, who are you? Maybe. I don't know. But That's a good, I didn't notice that either. That's a good point. Huh. Yeah, it's just screeches and from Shell and Jay, screeches and grunts and whines and cry crying out. So And then as soon as he I, I does don't, I don't know. Kill them both, everybody just applauds. And there's all yeah, these bells it, ringing. It's very It's a wild it's ass a, movie, man. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Overall, like I said, I I really enjoyed it, man. You you pulled a cool one out. I, I like that you did this. I would have never, ever heard of or watched this movie. And now I actually do want to watch it again. I really, I, I dug it, dude. Heck yeah. Man, I'm really glad. Listeners, if you if you sat through this and uh, I'll save this for the, the ratings. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think we can get into the ratings. I'm I'm. I don't know. Do you have anything else you you would like to bring up in the movie? I can, I feel like we. Oh, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's it's very. Um, it's very consistent in his character that yeah. he has, he doesn't have control. Whether it be via spending, he's very compulsive. He's compulsive with his emotions. Yes, he's um rather not compulsive. He's very compulsive and. Ah. Uh, trying to can restrain man, it's hard yeah i know what you mean yes yeah restrained yes he's very compulsive like he needs to be restrained and you can tell how much he hates it and his way of letting out the things that he can't let out are by being compulsive with buying and stuff like that i i don't know i i thought that was a very um that was an incredible character yeah I did like when Gal comes to check on him and he's smashing the dude's face and he just goes, 
well, has that been 20 minutes already? Like he just completely lost all track of time. Didn't ca- just was yep. in that fucking moment. Sort of like what the doctor says. He's like, the past is the past. The future's not there. You have this moment. That guy's a terrible doctor. Didn't even look at his. <laughs> it wasn't even his doctor. He's not like, at where's all. my doctor? Yeah, he's like, don't worry about that. Look, the past is the past, man. You got to. The future's is this gonna... guy a part of the cult? Yeah, I have to imagine he's in some form. It would have been cool to see him like at the thing at the end. Maybe we did. Wait, I think he was one of the, the, the one of the things that take he the was mask the face off that I didn't recognize. Probably, I think you're right. I think we just put that together. Fuck, man, this yeah. movie's so much more deep. Yeah, but that was cool. It was uh yeah, I really like that though. He's like, "What? Has it just been 20 minutes already?" He's like, well, "What are we going to do and about this?" And he's so guy? calm about it. Uh-huh. Not a that's crazy. You're right. He, he does destroyed a man's face. That is when he's at his calmest. Yep. Fiona's wow. creepy. She stalks him through the hotel and just waves at him from the street. And he's just like shows up at their house. Hey. Yeah, she's always there. Yeah. As she after she dumped Gal is still continuing around like Red Flag City. <laughs> Holy shit. Fiona was Red Flag City. It was also Red Flag because she apparently taped her dear John to Gal's cock. <laughs> to his cock. Oh, man. I got some serious uh, barbarian vibes when they're like running through right, the goddamn through the tunnels, tunnels, dude. Yep, yep. I got well, that. And there's and naked I, people chasing them. I had also, uh, it was very barbarian. I also had <clears throat> Blair Witch vibes. Uh, okay. The Blair Witch <sighs> remake was kind of like that. Two two good comparisons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have much more to say about this movie outside of just how much I enjoyed it. All right. Well, you want to get a rating going, buddy? I do. Um, Sorry, I was leaning over to pick up a hair clip. Do you have one? Because I have one. Uh, I kind of have one, but I want to. I'll let you go first so I can solidify mine. Okay. Mine is Kyle. Mm-hmm. If I sent you to the grocery store to get a roll of toilet paper. Okay. 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 Instead of toilet paper, how many rolls, how many <laughs> bottles of wine and cans of tuna are you bringing home from the store? Instead? Without getting a goddamn roll of toilet paper. Okay. On a scale of, um, I think, 42. I think there's 12 tu- cans of tuna and 30 bottles of wine. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 42 bottles of wine and cans of tuna, what are you giving this movie? Holy Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of wine. Uh, I will give it on that scale a 36. 36. Uh, this movie was pretty good. Um, it was very low budget, which I generally liked. It presented well in this movie. Um, the actors were fantastic. Most of the special effects were really well done. The priest getting shot in the head is some of the shittiest CGI blood I've ever seen. It did not match. Uh, but other bad. than that, it was pretty good. Um, story, uh, story-wise, story I just was... I generally like them this way, but this one was honestly just a little too vague for me, a little too open indie. I would have liked to have understood what they were doing with him a little more. But still, the vagueness also adds to the creepiness of it, so... Overall, not perfect, but a damn good movie that was a surprise hit, Sean. So, right on. Looking at the, you mentioned the budget a couple times. Do you happen to, off the top of your note, oh. head know the budget? I mean, I can it look is, on IMDb. And I have it in front yeah. of me. 
It was 500, it was half a million pounds. Wow, dude, that is fucking cheap as hell. I think that's still and under a million dollars even converted. And it made, ah, uh, oh, Jesus, where did it just go? Uh, it made, it's weird that it has its budget in pounds and then it's gross uh, in dollars. But its budget was half a million pounds. Its, its gross was $450,000. So did not make much money. Much money. This is probably why it I've lost. never even heard of this movie. Yep. So five hundred thousand pounds is six hundred fourteen thousand dollars. So, wow, lost about two hundred thousand dollars. It has a pretty solid, like a sixty-seven on Metacritic, which isn't terrible. That's above uh, average. It's in the green. Yeah. It's it's green, which is good. But uh, man, I I wish more people watch this movie now yeah. that I've seen it. Again, it does have that very low budget independent movie flair but i think it adds a lot to it and they work very well with it so um overall yeah i'm i I really enjoyed it man uh i got one for you shawnee what you got okay so uh if you shawnee were getting chased through these tunnels by a group of psychopathic people in corn husk masks and uh unbeknownst to you you tripped up and one of the naked dudes gets on top of you uh how many times out of 10 is he gonna get his knife into your guts before oh my guts just spill out uh-huh at what point uh, what number do your guts spill out is your rating for this movie no oh, that's a good out of, rating. out of about 10 out of about 10? Yeah. I like how you went with the classic 1 to 10 here. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, watch it. He didn't get stabbed that many times until the- He didn't. <laughs> so- He didn't. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll keep it low. Which I think is fair. That's yeah. relatively realistic, I would imagine. I wouldn't take me very many, let me say. <laughs> you give me a couple <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> uh, Kyle, on a, scale of, on a scale of 1 to 10 stabs to my stomach that I'm taking uh, before my gut spill out, I'll give this- I'll get this eight stabs and a twist. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I am really surprised at how much I like this movie. Same. I like, man, I did not anticipate like really liking this movie. And I thought it was going to be one of those where we'd be middling. It would be like, eh, (laughs) it was okay. That was a fun twist. But I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. And guys, seriously, at the, uh, you're this far. If you haven't watched it. I think it's still worth watching, mm-hmm. even though we've essentially spoiled mostly everything, especially with Kyle's rating here. Um, I think that's the only thing that I thought of that we didn't cover was Gail's demise. Mm-hmm. Um, man, even well knowing this, it was a really well done, creepy, intensity filled movie mm-hmm. that I, I spent four bucks to rent this in HD. Excuse me. Excuse me. One sec. To rent this in HD, and I don't regret spending four bucks to watch this. Nice. Uh, I will say you made two perfectly apt descriptions of this. Uh, well, I think we both did. You said Midsummer, and I threw in also Hereditary. I feel if you liked either or both of those movies, you will like this movie too, even probably now listening this far. And knowing the twists, you can still go back and watch it if you liked both of those movies. Yeah. This has very heavy vibes of both of them. The uncomfortableness, the awkwardness, and just, ah, uh, the gruesomeness. And draw, yeah. 
you can you can also draw like your own conclusions. Like a lot of things that I said about Jay's character, I think are a little bit open to interpretation. This is a psychological movie where ambiguity. you can kind ambiguity. You know, there's really no exposition in this movie. You have no idea what's going on this whole goddamn time. You're just watching characters have like be who they are and really drive this air quotes story. Um, yeah, watch it, draw your own conclusions. And, uh, I'd love to hear what you thought about it. Go back, find us on Facebook. Let us know under this post, what you thought or tweet at me. I'm a big tweeter. Yeah. Or tell us what CD you bought recently. We want to know. Yes. I am very curious. Yeah. Do all of that. And uh, below all of that and above all of that, uh, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sean, thanks for hanging out with me, buddy. I love you, pal. Love you too, man. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, buddy. What do you, uh, I mean, I really butchered last week's send off. So I, I need to send this back to you because you're much better at these than I am. I, I just take the, I take the easy way out, you know, <laughs> unlike the people in this movie. Um, Kyle, what could you tell these fine listeners what they could go do? Wow, okay. that was a word salad that made no sense. But you get it. Yeah, the best I come up with is, you know, hey, listeners, you listen to us, keep doing that, and you can do that by go cult yourself. I'm not going to lie. That is the one that I was going to say, and I thought it was going to be really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.